it's watercolor with Wendy today we're going to talk about talking paintings and when your painting speaks to you it sounds a little crazy but let me start from the beginning when you begin painting you are training your artist eye to see that's really what it's all about you can learn the techniques pretty quickly a couple of lessons you can learn how to use the paint but what takes a lifetime, and you can start right now, is to learn to see the world as an artist does. And how, how does an artist see the world? Number one, deeply. Number two, slowly, taking time to really see it. And eventually, without distraction. And by distraction, I mean thoughts that get in the way. So if you look at a tree, your left brain might say, which is not really your artist brain, your left brain might say, that's a pine tree, Uh, that's a tall tree, and then it might try to qualify what a tree should be for an artist, such as a tree is green, the trunk is brown. So once you get rid of, uh, push those thoughts aside and see it fresh as an artist, you will start to see in the language of an artist. And, or the thought process where you start to see colors, the multitude of colors, not just green, not just the expected color, which is uh, those thoughts are clouding your mind, but you start to see other colors and you start to push aside the thought of how can I accomplish the goal of painting that tree very efficiently and very quickly and I need a few tricks. Tell me the tricks and I can do it. That's not the approach of the artist. The artist is looking to see a whole new way of observing and experiencing the world. And this will take a lifetime, but you can start now. And even when you're in the beginning stages, it's very powerful. So you'll start to see the tree. Now, let's say we're working, as I often do, from a photograph of a tree. So then you're still looking at a quote-unquote tree, but your artist mind will start to see, well, I have a task in front of me. I'm going to try and put that image through my mind and into my hands and onto a piece of paper. How am I going to do that? So the artist, or once you see as an artist, you start to see shapes, edges, colors, relationships between different shapes. How does it fit into the four corners of a rectangle and so on? Those are all the things you start to see. And gradually, gradually, partly because of experience and how it works much better for you to start to see this way in terms of results, although results are not really the goal. It's more, how can I um, get into the experience of of seeing the world in, in the artistic way? It's a, it's a sense of wonder, a sense of newness, a sense of a new way to see. And that is what the essence of being an artist is, not how you use the tools, not talent. That you know, all those things are just tools that help you uh, put down in your clay or your paper what you are experiencing. And only you can see the world this way. You're the only one that's going to see it in a particular way. It's all based on your 
your background and your and your culture and, and your mood and all kinds of things. But it's you very uniquely, and that's what makes art original and unique. So we're not trying to do a painting of a tree that somebody will say, oh, it looks just like a pine tree. That's an illustrator. You can do that. That's a commercial way of making art. I'm talking about the fine arts way. So there's that original uh, of three voices that we're going to work with. There is the information, what you're looking at, what colors are they, what shapes are they. That is where we start when we learn to see that. And then we are going to also have our particular take. So it's how we see it. And you and that might involve emphasizing certain parts, like you're really fascinated by the dark undertones or something like that, whatever it might be. That's you. That's your particular take on the material, and we're all going to see things differently. So there you have two voices. Now, in the, if you are um, not very experienced, you will, in, in uh, trusting the artist's voice, you also have a third voice that we're going to try to get rid of and replace it with a different voice. The third voice is, um, oh, you're not very good at this, or, or this isn't very efficient, or what if people laugh at you, or it's the critic. So we want to gradually push that away. Now, that is not part of the artistic experience. Uh, it is part of the commercial artist experience because you, you're working for a boss or you're working for money or you're working for praise or you're working to get it in a gallery or something like that. Then you have to think about what people want. But the uh, fine arts experience, which is the one I advocate because it's so life-changing and so... Um, uh, it helps you live life in a deeper way. That's why I appreciate it. And I try to teach people to go in that direction rather than the commercial direction. All right, so now here you are. You start to paint, and uh, you put a couple colors down or lines, and then you start seeing what's going on on the paper. And what's going on on the paper for watercolor is not exactly what you see. And that's because a birth is taking place, the birth of your work of art. And so something is starting to happen, things look a little different, and you, the critic voice might say, oh, that looks terrible, start over, it looks awful. Uh, but you push that away, and then and you could just sort of uh, neutrally look, well, it isn't quite that color, I'll change the color a little bit. That's not the critic, that's just looking more carefully at your subject matter. And then you put that down. After a while, you've been painting, and you put some things down, and and then uh, then you take a little pause, and it's time for you to start appreciating the voice of the painting. So the voice of the painting is a, a voice that goes in your head, and hopefully it's going to replace the critic. And the voice of the painting is what is also your artist eye looking at the painting in the same manner as you looked at your subject matter, the tree. So now you're looking at what's happening on the paper. And you're looking again in the same language of the artist, the shapes, the colors, the edges, the relationship now, especially, between different shapes and colors that, that are on the paper. So for example, you might see um, uh, a lot of blue up in the corner, uh, consistently one color. And then you might notice, well, that, that area is dominating. It's not um, uh, harmonious with another area. And you will, without regard to the photograph or the tree, you might decide to add some red to that area. So that's the voice of the painting starting to come alive. And it has a, it's especially exciting with watercolor because 
The watercolor materials are less controllable. Uh, they should be the way if you use them properly. And so things will have bleeds, for example, all kinds of bleeds. And maybe you wanted a hard edge, but oh, it's oh, I dropped some water on the paper and it's spilling over into this other area. And then you, you, you might say, oh, quickly pick that up. No, art is slow. You look and you go, hmm, should I clean that up? Or could that be some part of the painting that wants to happen? So the, the more experienced you are and the, the more you let go of the critic and the more you are willing to use your artist eye and spend as much time as necessary because time is left brain, uh, the lack of time is right brain, um, and speed is also, and efficiency is left brain. It's, what we want to, it's part of the critic. You want to focus on the process. That sounds very trite, but this is what we're doing. So the process begins to be uh, exciting dynamic between these three things so the tree still plays a part the looking at the tree and your take on the tree like you uh, oh i noticed this i noticed that oh i, I really want to explore that dark area or i want to leave more light because it's, it's 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 affecting me in a certain way and my painting is going to have a little bit more light in it and then we have also now this third entity which is the dynamics of the materials that are happening on the paper so you will be able to hear the voice of the painting if the critic is gone uh, the, to the degree that the critic is gone because you'll you'll see oh look what happened up in this area this we'll go back to that blue area that might need red wow i'm gonna i'm gonna um change that area and then i'm gonna go, go maybe go back to my tree and then put in some more stuff and then see how those things work together in general you're going slower and slower and slower as you near the the completion of the painting. In fact, you might even stop for days and then come back so you can have a fresh eye and see what's going on with a fresh eye. Oh, look at those colors. Look look at that shape. Oh, I really want to change that shape or whatever you want to do. So even though watercolor dries and it's permanent, so you can't change it, you, you always want to leave your painting in a state that is malleable. In other words, don't put in a hard line if you're not sure. Keep it a soft line, and then you can harden it later. And don't and make sure that you check your painting before you leave the, the studio to make sure that you don't have like a muddy color that needs to be cleaned up or something that's obviously something you don't want. you got to fix it while it's still wet. And then you can let it go, and then you can come back later if you want. It doesn't mean you have to have time in between uh, sessions, but sometimes it helps. Sometimes I just want to paint for hours and hours and hours until I finish and I can't really stop. So you'll know when that's the case because you're, you're, on, you're on a roll, let's say. You just, it's not a time frame, but you're so excited and you know where you're going. And you're on the adventure of it's, uh, you know where you're going, but you're also knowing that you're working with the unknown. And that's the exciting part. So if you can get there, you are really going to be addicted to the painting process. So listen to the voice of the painting. Go slowly. Use your artist eye. Replace the critic voice with the voice of the painting, who is your third entity. And your paintings will come to life. That's it for today.